and we'll get started. God, we just thank you for today. We thank you, God, for breath. We thank you for life. God, we thank you that in the face of trial, in the face of adversity, that you are still on the throne, God. And um, no matter what we're faced with, God, that we're still your church, we're still your children, and we will bind together, God, to be the love and the light that this world needs. Lord, I pray that you would just meet us here today, God. Just give us a glimpse of heaven today. Give us a glimpse of you. Help us to open up our hearts and our minds, God, that we would receive something new today from you, God, that, that we would be open to the love that you have for us, Lord. We just invite you into this service. We invite you into this time. And we thank you so much. We bless your name. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. We're going to go ahead and get started this morning.
love never fails. give him some praise today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for that unfailing love. Thank you, Jesus. How are we doing today, guys? So uh, Jen asked me to share a little something that was just on my heart, and uh, as I was just going and thinking and praying, I, uh, <clears throat> I've been telling everybody about these birds. <laughs> I'm working all the way out in uh, Jersey, Colorado, and uh, <clears throat> I've been telling everyone about these birds. I'm not even a big bird guy. I, I, don't, I don't know anything about bald eagles or anything. I have one on my arm, and it represents uh, my, my Samoan heritage. And, um, <clears throat> anyways, I'm thinking about these birds, and I sit here, and you know, with everything that's going on with uh, 
politics, and I'm not going to get into details, but some people, we all have our difference in opinions, um, you know, and our beliefs, and so some people are scared, some people are excited for what's to come, and it just, you know, you keep hearing it, that we're divided, um, <laughs> but this is the most cliche thing to say, and I'm going to say it anyways, it's, we know that we're grounded in God. I know that I can sit here and look at these birds that I don't know anything about and see how majestic they just soar out there in the middle of nowhere. And um, I'm just so thankful for things like that. You know, we have this secret church or the simple church that we do here. And we have the freedom to do this every Sunday or every single day if we want. And I'm just so thankful for that. And so then it makes me think about um, to never take it for granted never take this for granted that we can worship God and we can we can bless his name freely um, yeah that's how I feel about it and I just I just ask that you guys as we sing these songs that we're not just singing songs but we're really uh, thinking about what it really means to us in these times where we can do this freely and we can worship God freely in our homes out in public
great are you, Lord. You are so great. You are so great. Great are you, Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you for being here today, God. I pray we can just say that with our mouth as we declare your greatness, God. I, I, I believe we can't even... We can't even put into words who you are, Lord God. We can't even put into words, Lord, how great you are. I pray let us remember back, Lord, to the cross at all times. Let that be the beginning and the end of our salvation, knowing it, the work was done on the cross so that we can praise you, that we can live for you, that sin can be defeated, Lord, that you can bring healing into lives, that you can speak to us, that you can connect with us, Lord God, that we could be with you. We love you. We honor you. And here at this place, in this house, Lord God, in Hill City Church family, we are a family we're a group of people that believe that God is great. And as we lift him up, Lord God, that you can change any situation and every situation. We love you, Lord God. Bring healing and, and uh, bring peace into this room today. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, yeah. amen. Greet the person next to you. Say hello as you guys get Greetings. seated. Greetings. Thank you. Yeah, tell him hello. Tell him nice blouse. I really like your sweater vest. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Did you do something new to your hair? Is that a new eyeliner? Whatever you could say. My wife loves it if I can tell. Yeah. Did you get new earrings? How much did they cost? No, I'm just kidding. No, just grateful that you're here. You know, we call this church family because we believe that biblically in the bible when anytime it said the word church it did not mean a place or a building or a congregation it meant people coming together under one house one roof and they believed that in christ they had a familiarity of family they became family and they became familiar with one another and they believed that they were they were willing to pay the price to go deep in family and sometimes that's very like not what we do you know as a culture western culture so if you if you just put your mindset as an eastern culture and you grew up in a little village you really needed the family you really needed the blacksmith you really needed uh, the the dairy farmer that's where you got your milk there was one dude you had to go to that place there wasn't walmart right so everyone needed each other they said i need sugar from this house and it doesn't happen anymore i need milk from this house and it, it would it would blend together for this beautiful community and I believe that's what we want to create we don't want to create just a church service we don't want to create whatever you know we want to create families and groups that says I'm gonna go the distance with you guys I, I want I want to I know it's gonna be hard but we're gonna go distance and sometimes we're mad at each other and we're not gonna make eye contact but then we're gonna to talk to each other and break that down because we believe in going far far just going deeper in family going deeper in life being authentic and we believe that that's what Christ was that's why he was so shocking Jesus was very shocking because he was too human and then too God, right? He was too much for this a group of people and then too much for another group of people. And I, I, I believe that we need to follow Jesus. Oh, I said it Southern style. Jesus, right? So, sorry. That's from Texas. Jesus. So, that's Korean right there at the end. The end. Uh, but just uh, we believe that Jesus changes everything. That's, that's what we believe here. As when we have a real relationship with him, something changes deeply in our soul. 
And uh, as we give today, you're giving to the family and to the, to the vision of uh, reaching our city uh, and just taking care of one another, where you're also giving to the vision of making disciples and uh, just and taking care of your children. We just thank you for being a part of this family. And as the guys come up, I'm going to pray, gonna do some announcements, and we have some special things for you guys today. Heavenly Father, we just thank you in our living, in our giving. I pray in our singing, in our marriages, in, in how we take care of our kids and how we take care of one another, how we do work, how we, in every area of life, it's worship, God. We don't belittle one area over another. No other area is more spiritual than one. I believe treating people right is just as spiritual as praying, God. Loving uh, the stranger is just as important as giving, God. I pray that be in us, that we are holistic in our thinking of Christ and who you are. Let's be like you, God, believing you change everything and that you have chosen us to go and, and do likewise. I pray that be in our heart. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. Thank you, guys. And Julie's going to come up here. Give Julie a hand. She's going to do some announcements. So you should never ask the pastor who's giving announcements because he says you are. So I'm going to be doing that today. Um, there's a few things going on. I don't know if you noticed out in the front, we have a ton going on right now. So I hope after the service you stop at all the different tables. Um, we're starting our groups up. Um, some groups go year round. And um, there's other groups, though, that are more time sensitive. So I really want you guys to check them out. We have Financial Peace University with Heidi and Franco, and they're starting in like two weeks. You gotta get signed up for that if you wanna do that. Um, there's also a couple women's groups. Um, I'm leading one on Thursdays starting February 9th. Um, Monica and Jackie Higuera, they just started one. You can still sign up. They're doing a book study. And um, Sheena is doing boundaries at her house on Saturday nights. And again, we just want to make sure that everybody feels like they're connected here and feels like they're a part of our family. Um, we even have a couple new groups starting, which I'm excited about. Mo and Tino are going to be starting a young adults group for like 18 to 30-ish. Um, so talk to Mo and Tino if you want to get involved in that. It's going to be on Sunday nights around 6. Um, and then Gabe and Sunny are going to be starting a group for like 40 and beyond, and they're going to be having a lot of fun. So if you're in that age bracket, talk to Gabe. You can't miss him. He makes himself very known here. Um, but he's going to just lead that. And I just want you guys to know that no matter what age you are or whether you have kids or you don't have kids or if you're in middle school, like any group, we have a group for you. I have so many groups, I can't even fit them all onto this brochure anymore. So just come talk to us and we'll get you signed up. Um, we also have Growth Track starting next Sunday and it's going to be at our house. It's going to be four weeks long and it's basically our membership class. Um, and it also, we're going to go into our spiritual gifts and just try to figure out how to get you guys plugged in here. So if you want to take the next step and really join our Hill City family, then you want to get signed up for a growth check. And that needs to be hopefully today because um, we're going to be providing lunch and childcare, but I really need a good head count. So if you guys can be signed up by today, that would be awesome. Um, and again, that starts next week. And lastly, I wanted to just touch base real quick about our upcoming women's retreat. It is going to be March 17th and 18th, and it is a lot of fun. It's basically like big slumber party with all the women from church and we listen to some awesome content through um, 
a group out of Austin, Texas, and so we watch some some speakers, and then we talk about it, and we eat, and we have a lot of fun. Last year was awesome, and we just want to invite all of you guys to come. Um, and for all of you men, it'll be an awesome opportunity for you to spend special time with your children. So let the women go and just let's have a great time together. Thank you. Thank you. Give her a hand. At this time, uh, we're going to show some uh, slides. But uh, before we begin, I want to uh, have uh, Becky and Ladevin come up. And uh, they're going to they're gonna show. They just came back from their trip from Ethiopia. And uh, thank you guys for helping out, buying breakfast burritos, and and as uh, doing as much as you can to help them out, praying for them. I'm just honored that uh, they are a part of our family and they got to go. And um, and I'm gonna hand it over to you, Becky. You ready? All right. Okay, Ladavian wants to share first. So um, in Ethiopia, uh, what I wanted to share about was that they have so little, but they give you basically everything that they have and in america you have so much and you only want to give as little as possible but and then you will just want more and that's what i wanted to share about um real quick before i share about my experience there i just wanted to have a lot of people who asked me so how did ladivian do <laughs> because uh you know he's kind of wild and uh very energetic and um I myself wasn't sure how he was going to do out there, and Pastor Bo shared later that he also had some hesitations, not sure what he was going to get. And um, Ladavian did amazing. He connected with all the children, um, the adults everywhere we went, and just loved him. And um, Pastor Bo said he was a messenger of joy everywhere he went. He just spread the love of God. So he represented Hill City Thrive Church and God very well. <laughs> And I'm very proud of him. <laughs> um, so one thing I wanted to share is um, in Matthew 5, it says, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. And um, that verse really stuck out to me while we were there because prior to going, uh, we spent hours in meetings and preparation for lessons. And the theme was the light of the world. And, you know, so we have lessons and we have games and songs that we're teaching. And then we get out there and they know this. They may not have the crossword puzzle or they may not have the object lesson, but they live this. Everywhere you go, their light is shining. And um, so I just wanted to share one quick story about one of our students. Um, his name is Daniel, and he is the top student in the school. And this year we took uh, the top eight students, we took them out to dinner and gave them a gift, which was the book. And uh, they, they were so excited about this book. And Daniel, when he received it, his eyes welled up with tears. And he takes his education very seriously. Well then, uh, the next day, when we were going on home visits, they told us, you're going to Daniel's home because um, his mom and dad are both HIV positive and they are not expected to live very much longer. And so um, when we got to his house, we see that um, 
he, they have like these metal fences around their property and there's all these chalk writings all over it. And so Dr. Tularghi asked him, what is this? And he gets chalk from the principal and he goes home, that's Daniel's home. Um, he go, and that's the writing that I'm talking about. So he goes home after school every day and he takes the lessons that he learned at school and he teaches his four-year-old brother and the other students in the community that are unable to attend school. So he's taking the love of God, he's taking his education, and he's taking it out into the community. And he's faced with losing both his parents, but he's not focused on his trials, and he's not focused on the death that's to come, but he's taking his life, he knows he has a purpose, he has the opportunity to get this education, and he's taking it out into his community and making sure that everyone he can reach gets the same opportunities that he gets. Thank you so much, Becky. Ladavian, I would love to go with you someday. I think that would be so much fun. Um, so this is called Thrive Academy, and um, we had the privilege to travel with Becky last year, John and I. And um, just so you know, they have picked the top of the top um, teachers to be there and principals. Like they handpicked them for these children. And um, what's going on right now is they have uh, 10 acres that they're purchasing um, to build a bigger school for the kids because they're running out of room for the kids to be able to um, learn. And the classrooms are so tight. And um, so they can hardly have desks and chairs in the preschool classroom. And so um, I think what we should do is give towards that. So they need money by a certain time this year. And um, we love Thrive. And we love Thrive Academy. And if you don't know John and I, our heart is always missions. So even though we're not able to be there, to give so those children and so Daniel can teach other children in his community is just amazing. I, I think that your, your, your money will not be um, taken advantage of in any way. It will be used in such a way that you could never imagine because these children are so precious and they're so grateful. And like Becky said, they truly are living, that they are a light of the world, even though they don't even completely understand. So I just um, want us to give today. So I don't know where the baskets are, but we could totally use this and just pass it around. Um, and if you guys could just give, I feel like it's something, oh, they have them. Um, I feel like this is something that we should invest in um, and not take it lightly because we are so blessed. And um, just to be able to bless these children and, and Thrive Academy and their new school and their new property for them to be able to build it because it's going to take a lot for them to be able to build this. Um, I think this is really important that um, our heart is missions and um, that we help across the world, that we help churches and schools across the world um, because God has given us um, the ability to. So thank you guys so much. And thank you, Becky and Ladavian, for sharing and for your pictures. And um, we're just so excited for what God's going to do and what we get to tell you about next year and um, in the years to come with Thrive Academy. Thank you. It's crazy when you when they say Daniel, because I know Daniel, because uh, I, I was hanging out with him, and he uh, his big old eyes, and he was a genius. I was like, you're a genius. He was doing math problems that our kids would never do. 
And I was like, this kid is a genius. And he was just like writing it all out on, the, on his chalkboard. I didn't know he went home and taught. Uh, maybe that's his future, you know, and, and we get to invest in that. It's just so interesting um, to see, see. And Candace is right. I was talking to the principal, and I, I get to talk to him back and forth on, on Facebook Messenger. That's how he wants to do it. I was like, all right, we'll Facebook Messenger each other. Uh, but he, he brought me back a scarf, and he wrote a little letter, and he said, thank you, John, for such and such. I gave him a, I gave him a watch. I just felt like you need this. So he, he's been wearing this watch, and he said, I'm still grateful for the, uh, he said, pocket clock that you gave me. I was like, all right, pocket clock. Enjoy, enjoy your pocket clock. Um, but I was just so, um, just so, just, it, it was funny because we were at a couple of the kids' houses, uh, and his name is Andy or Indishaw, right? And uh, so he goes by Andy because you don't want to call him Indishaw all the time. Uh, it's just as easy. Uh, but he, he, I went to his house and we were at his house and then we went to, he brought me to a couple of other houses and, uh, and he started, uh, we were talking about microloans, which is an interesting concept where you give someone just like $10, $20 and you help them start a business and you give them accounting skills and just a little bit. And he was showing us this, that, and this person started a business and they're out of prostitution. He helps a lot of women and families uh, because uh, they get into prostitution because that's all the skills that they have. And, and, uh, and so he teaches them how to, he's like, here, I bought you two chickens sell eggs instead and here i got you a goat like just simple things right here i got you some uh, string make some uh, scarves and so and and there's these ladies who came back with like four hundred dollars or eight hundred dollars and you're like that all started from ten twenty dollars you know and one skill and teaching and and just know that everything that and and and, and the reason i said this i'm just getting so off topic is that he was the one who started it with his own money he started the microloans with his own money. Some dude in Ethiopia who doesn't even have the funds to do it, he would collect as much as that he can, and he would start the microloans before that it was even a thing that we, we did together. And I was like, man, you really love these guys. And he's like, I do. He's like, some of these kids are, I have sponsored before you have sponsored them. And I just thought it was, the, the, just know that that is the principle of that school, that that is his heart. It's not a job to him. It is his calling. It is his life work it is his masterpiece he's his magnum opus whatever you want to call it it's, it's his thing right it's his thing it's beautiful and uh and that's what we're giving to and so it, it, as god moves you and as you just move yourself sometimes you don't need a feeling you we just do right things we just choose to do right things and i thank you i thank my wife for doing that uh today we have uh, a couple other things going on uh, but today i just want you to we're talking about marriages today I'm going to pray and we're going to run right into it. We, I believe the marriage is under, not under attack, is, is needing work. All of our marriages, there's no one that is in here and says, I got, I'm the best at it, right? There's no, and if you think you're the best at marriage, you probably just got married, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. If you, yeah, you're like, I'm a pro. We got, I, I hear it. We got something special. Yeah, I was like, I said that too. He's like, no, we're soulmates. I know. Me too right we say these lines and these things but at the end of the day marriage takes work and you got to work at it you got to grow from it and like and and receive receive know that we don't know and you don't know what life will bring you you don't know the hardships that life can bring you in, in one moment so grab as many tools as you can and build a beautiful marriage that's another way to worship god 
So we're going to pray, and I'm going to have a couple people come up, and, uh, and we're going to go. Heavenly Father, we pray another time and another time and another time. But more than anything, open up our hearts. Let us, let us let go of all pride in saying what we know and what we don't know, God. I pray we let go of all pride and we let people speak into our marriages and our future marriages today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. At this time, Robert and Christina are going to come up and they're going to speak to you. And I just come up here and I was kind of just thinking about kind of what was said of how much we have but how little we give. You said it perfectly there. And thinking about out there how much, how little they have actually and how much they give. And I'm like, gosh, man, that just speaks to me a lot. My mind just all over the place, but that was good. <laughs> but um, before I start, I just, I just want to open up in prayer. Father God, I just thank you for today. I thank you for just your blessings, dear God, knowing that we're here, knowing that we can, ra- we can have a relationship with you, dear God, and that people are struggling out in the other countries, dear God, dying to have a relationship with you. We have the privilege to have that. We have the privilege to have one another and grow with one another. I just ask that you just speak to our hearts today, dear God. Lead us. Have us just receive you more than everything else, dear God. I just love you and I thank you and just ask that you have your way, dear God. Not us, not our words, but yours. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, today, we get to speak about marriage. And, (laughs) of course, I'm like, oh man. I'm just thinking, what to say? What to speak on? And my mind, of course, is all over the place. And I'm a visual, like, just learner and... Uh, So one thing I wanted to start off with is just, of course, have you guys close your eyes real quick. And I want to take you back to your childhood. I want to take you back when you were a little kid, and I just want you to picture walking up to your house or a house. I want you to picture your parents. And as you walk in, you see just a loving, perfect marriage. Your mom and dad cooking together, holding hands, laughing. I want you to picture how they're just bringing that love and joy into your heart and how you feel right in that moment. Now I just want you to open your eyes. And I want you to think about, is that true today? So many of us didn't have that. So many of us grew up with, you know, whether it would be just your mom or just, you know, one parent, your father, or even if they were married and, you know, unhealthy marriage.
and I was thinking about why we do what we do. And I want that. And I want that for our kids. And I think that's the perfect way to explain why we do what we do. To have marriages like that. To have this next generation to have marriages like that. Because I know it's not there today. We go through problems. We see our parents going through problems. And it's not their fault. It's not our fault. It's a learning process. And that's why we do what we do. To give you the tools to help out with marriage. My name is Robert Vargas, and this is my wife, Christina Vargas. <laughs> and uh, we're excited this morning because, of course, with marriage, we want to announce this year's marriage conference. And don't let the title marriage give you permission to tune out. You know, uh, if you're single, if you're dating, engaged, this conference is for you as well. This conference is designed to speak to you wherever you are in life. And when I was asked to speak about the conference, because it's easier to say, why don't you talk about it? Why don't you announce it? And Pastor John's great at like, no, you should. And it's like, oh, okay. And I'm introvert. I'd rather blend in with the crowd. And so it's extremely hard for me to get up in front of everybody and speak about it. And then it even got to the point of, um, I was like, I just, wanna, I just don't want to do it. I just, let's just not speak. It's okay if it doesn't get known. But then I started speaking, uh, thinking, why do we do this? Why do we spend months planning? Why do we give up Saturday mornings to plan this event? And it struck something in my heart. We do it because we believe in the power of marriage. We do this because I didn't, ha I didn't know what that looked like, a marriage. I was raised by a single mom. And so we believe that marriage isn't all rainbows and unicorns, that we have our hard times, but it's also very rewarding. Going into that, we both were raised without a father, and we didn't know what a healthy marriage or even any marriage looked like, really. And I actually pictured myself as a young woman having children but never being married. That was almost foreign to me. I didn't even, that's all I knew. So then this happened. How are you doing? <laughs> he said, he actually said that to me when we met. And it, to this day, it just catches me off guard and gives me butterflies. And I just can't, what were we talking about? Hold on. <laughs> I'm sorry. We get distracted. I'm like, it's because you're so dang hot. You much. distract me. Stop. <laughs> No, really, where were we? <laughs> no, um, thankfully, just going oh, back gotcha. to us, okay. uh, one of the requirements to get married at our church was to do premarital counseling. And at the church we we're going to, we didn't even go to premarital counseling because we were actually involved in a life group. And um, you guys really, really, really going into life groups real quick. I'm sorry, I'm going off subject here, but get plugged in. Seriously, a lot of times we, so, we feel so alone, and the best way to be plugged in is through a life group. And, um, you know, this, this life group at the time was called Fireproof. And uh, if you haven't seen the movie, I totally recommend it. It's, it's powerful. It is awesome. 
And uh, anyway, back to the topic. We, dis we discovered a lot about who we are, and the group went into deeper issues like forgiveness and God's love, and not to mention we met a lot of awesome people to which we still talk to today. So the group ended, you know, we checkmarked the box that we could move on and, and get married. Well, it was more than that. We actually really loved the group, and we wanted more. So we continued on to the next study, and then we continued on to the next study, and the next, and the next. And then eventually we started teaching this stuff, and we're currently leading the marriage life group now. And I didn't, yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and um, I just, I didn't know how God was preparing us to be the marriage directors here at Hill City Church. But we, we just enjoyed it for ourselves, and we've actually learned a lot. And it's funny because in our times of fighting and everything, we'll go back to the study, and I'll tell him, my love tank is empty. In case you don't know, that's from the five love languages. If you tell any other person, they'll be like, what? <laughs> but he knows. So he's, he looks for my love, or figures out my love language and finds a way to fill that. But, so we learned a lot about um, that through groups. See, we also do uh, premarital counseling, and one of the questions we ask is, what did your parents' marriage look like? And that kind of goes to what I was talking about earlier. A lot of times when we ask this question, some of the couples that we talk to get real uncomfortable. They get bitter, they get angry, because their parents' marriage was so toxic. You know, when we sit in that room, it's that bitter taste in their mouth. It's, you can just feel it, and it's like, you know, I just tell you this because we want to say invest, invest in your marriage. And going off that, our kids know when we're, there's tension. Bobby left to work on a work trip for four days, and I was losing my mind. I didn't even want to talk to him because it just made me angry that he wasn't home with me. And so our conversation, we're FaceTiming, and the kids are screaming, and I said, I can't do this. I can't talk to you right now, and I just don't want to talk to you. And he said, well, why? I said, because I can't put up a front. Like, everything's okay when it's not, and I know you can't do anything. You're far away. He said, so be honest with me. Wrong thing to say. <laughs> I was very honest, brutally honest. I said, I don't like you. I don't like my job. And he said, well, why don't you like me? <laughs> I said, because you're not here. And um, so that was, that was rough. So I just completely, our marriage was not doing so well in that moment. And even when he came back, I just, I was great. He, it was great he was home, but I was just so exhausted that I didn't want to talk to him or just let him in. And the kids felt her tension, even our six-year-old. He said, Mommy and Daddy from the back seat of the car, hold hands. So I can't deny my six-year-old that, so I hold hands, and we're just standing there, or sitting there holding hands, and he took a picture, and he said, that's beautiful. <laughs> he knows. Kids aren't stupid, and they know, and people know. You try to be fake, and you try to, we're good. You know, we put on that fake smile, but you know you give off this tension, and it's not healthy. And so um, that's why we do this. That's why we do the marriage conference. So you can work on those issues instead of sweeping un under the rug. Because you think you're resolving them by not addressing them, but you're actually not. 
and the, the innocence of a child. And all this is growing pains. We go through all this stuff, and you know, you can go to that fork of the road. It can either get worse, or you can look at it. This is a problem that we can work on and we can grow together. It's like your everyday walk with God. He's going to throw trials, well, this world, I should say, will throw trials at you. And you can either continue to let them take over you, or you can look at God and see what he has in store for that and let it grow you. And just that with your marriage, you got to look at this, knowing that the world is trying to separate you guys. And you can either let it and separate you guys, or you can find out what the you know, issue is that you're fighting against rather than fighting against each other. And like Bobby said, um, we do this, we invest in everything else. And we give our jobs, our time, and sometimes we're nicest to our coworkers, even the ones that drive us crazy, than we are to our own families. And we invest in clothes to make our parents look good. We invest in our children. We put them in sports, we take them to practice, we go to the games, we buy the uniforms, we get the pictures. Um, we invest our time, our energy, our finances. And don't get me wrong, these things aren't bad. I mean, we have a billion children, and a third of them have been in an extracurricular activity or sport in some <laughs> Literally, time. we have a billion kids. <laughs> Not literally. It just feels like it sometimes. We actually have five. But we do these things for them, and sometimes this gets the leftovers. We spend no time to improve this or to work on this. We're constantly giving to everyone around us, but to the person next to us. No, uh, this year I was thinking back on, you know, just Christmas itself. How much money we put into Christmas. All the things that we get our kids for Christmas. And, you know, while I'm thinking about this, I'm like, man, we got the kids a trampoline this year. Um, we've gotten the kids a PS4. And honestly, within two years, they don't either play with it anymore. They forget about it. It becomes garbage. And I'm like, man, we're giving our kids, you know, not that there's anything wrong with that, but in my opinion, the wrong things. And I was thinking about that, how important marriage is. And to go back to kind of what I was speaking on earlier today of that visual, when you're a little kid and you see your parents holding hands and that love and that joy, that's what we should be giving our kids. That's what they should be seeing as a healthy marriage. And, you know, that's why I'm like, that's where the investment should go into. And, you know, uh, we actually got our kids a swing set. And I kind of wanted to go into that, too, because that's another thing that I was, like, thinking about, like, all these things that we gave our kids. And, of course, with this swing set, you got all these million pieces of wood and hardware. And, you know, it usually takes, gosh, I don't know, about a week to put together. Well, in our case, we had, um, I forget how many guys we actually had putting it together, but uh, I want to say thank you to Bob, to you know, everybody who helped out, Jason, I'm like, man, you know, it was, it was all of us, and we actually got it done, and I'd say, give or take seven hours, probably. <laughs> but uh, anyway, you know, after 
we put this swing, to, swing set together. It was about two, two weeks, three weeks. Well, not, well, maybe a little longer, maybe a two month. Minutes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well uh, the kids come up and they're like, so can we go to the park? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, are you serious right now? We have a park in our backyard. <laughs> we have a swing set and, you know, you have room to run around and everything. And I'm like, gosh, man. And it just goes into that investment. Because I was thinking about where I am now and going into that premarital question that we ask. What do you remember about your, parent, your parents' marriage? And I'm like, man, you know, if my parents were still together beforehand, or, you know, even while the marriage that my mom has now, like, if I would have seen a healthy marriage in that, where I would be even more now, that love and everything. And, you know, that's why I am where I am now, honestly, is because I want to give that to my kids. You know, even going back onto just where you may be in your marriage right now, whether you're single, whether you're engaged, like, you know, even divorced, my parents now were at a point where they weren't willing to work at it. They filed the papers. They were going through with the divorce. And it was actually the date of the divorce that it was going to be finalized that they called it off. And, you know, just seeing that really spoke volume to me. And that was basically when I started on my walk, or our walk, with Helping Out Marriages to see all the testimonies in that and everything that we've actually seen, the growth and all that. I'm like, man, it doesn't matter where you are. God has the final word on everything. I trust in what Jesus has in store for where you are right now. But that's why I say invest. With that, sorry, my mind's just like, you know, take the time, spend the money, and come out to visit this year's marriage conference. You're worth it. Your family's worth it. Your spouse or your future spouse is worth it. And that's the main thing that we wanted just to speak to you guys. Because a lot of times we could come up and we can just speak. But with this marriage conference, it's tools that you can use. It's other people that you can see that are going through things and grow with them. And a lot of times there's just like that connection that you see. Like, man, I didn't realize that my marriage was as jacked up as theirs. (laughs) It's true, though. Sometimes we we think we have to hide it because these other people are hiding it. But in our groups and we just see once that confession starts and then the other person confess and then the other person confess and there's so much healing in that so don't be afraid to just be you and come broken or whatever you need i know i know i know i know i trust god that there is a reason for everything and he has everything in store just for you you just have to trust him wherever you are and just go and see what god has for you come expecting come expecting to see what god does definitely 
You know, we've been doing this conference for, it'll be four years now. And it all started because we went to a conference and we seen the, the passion and the love and healing of marriages. And on the way back, we actually looked at each other and said, why don't we do this? Just being all on the same page, like, man, we just want this. We want it to grow. We want to see the kids come home and see their parents holding hands and laughing and whether it be dancing in the middle of the living room or cooking together, I want to see that. So I do, I want you guys to, you know, really pray about it. But go to this marriage conference. Not only that, invest in your marriage. But I, I do thank you for letting us come up here and speak and even having the privilege to come up and speak on marriage. I never thought I'd be up here talking about marriage and I can tell you God is good. Thank you guys. As the guys are getting ready for communion, I just want to uh, just uh, plug them one more time. And if you can get in, invest in it. I always tell the best thing you can give your kids is not stuff. It's, it's a beautiful marriage. It's a beautiful marriage. They will never look back and say, oh, I wish I had more stuff. I've never heard that before. Um, but in the, in the Word of God, in Ephesians 5, it talks a lot about marriage. Uh, but it says this in uh, uh, Ephesians 5.21. It says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And you guys can pass that out. And we'll start moving but I believe that that's where everything starts. It starts out for our, in our reverence, in, in, in your love and reverence for God. You will revere your marriage as you revere Christ. Because, uh, and, and, and it's really revealing about how we see our relationships. If you don't revere relationships, if you don't love the person that's made in the image of God, you should think again about how you look at Jesus. And I'm not trying to be tough or trying to be too serious, but I'm trying to be really serious. Uh, because the way we view Jesus is the way we should view one another. The beauty of we find uh, people made in the image of God. Man, don't belittle people because, that, uh, because they're made in the image of God. Can you see the God in people? Can you say, sometimes we see their worst. I want you to see people at their best as well. See people at their best as well. Look at, look at their souls and look at their life. If you would know their stories, your enemies would not even be your enemies. You would understand why they are the, the way they are. And I, I absolutely believe that. If we would just sit down and listen to their stories and listen to what they've been through, it seems like it changes our heart because at the end of the day, we are all human. And we've all been through things. And in these moments, like uh, Bobby and Christina said, that's what we have to confess. That's what we have to share. It says in, uh, in James 5.16, Confess your sins to one another so that you may be healed. And the effective prayers of a righteous person and what makes you righteous is not yourself and not your goodness. But as we are revering Christ, it says it avails. It, it, it avails much, which means those prayers are powerful. The power of your prayer and the power of your healing comes in confession. To God and one another and I, I believe that that is what we want to be we want to be a confession church and that they keep on passing that out I just wanted to give you a couple always and nevers and this is for all of you guys I want to tell you these are some nevers in, in, in relationship never shame never shame in public 
and, and, and in private. Don't shame each other. Don't shame each other. Never keep score. And I know that's easy to do, right? Can anyone relate these thoughts? I cooked every day this week. Can you just help me with the dishes? <laughs> she didn't do this for me, so I'm not going to do that for her. It's, it's us keeping score, right? Remember, we're one. And it says in the Ephesians also, if you love, he who loves his wife loves himself because we're one. Never win. Winning's never winning. Have you ever won an argument and lost all week? Yeah, <laughs> that's the worst. I've like totally beat her on that one. I, I won up there on that one. And then you, you lose all week long. You're like, should have lost. Should have lost. <laughs> right? Because when, when someone loses, you both, uh, you both lose. Right? And if someone wins, you lose. But if both people lose, you both win. It's funny that way. Never go dumpster diving. That's what Mark Mitch always says to me. Don't dumpster dive. If you want to move forward, you can't dig up the past. If you, want, if you live in the past, you can't move forward. Right? Always choose trust before suspicion. If you don't understand why they're late or these, these things, choose to trust them first until you find out. Don't get mad first and then find out their story. Trust them first and then understand the story. And here's some always. Always ask for help. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to not have it together. Guess what? You don't have it together. Guess what? You don't have all the answers. And, you, and the worst thing you can do, we said it, you can, is fake it. You're faking it. Won't, you won't make it when you fake it. You're hiding it affects your relationship with people so that oh we can't talk to these people because they know now they know how we're like so we can only talk to these people and, and it gets all weird and funky and just stop faking it right we don't need that and especially in church and at last always listen to god he can bless your marriage he can bring healing he can bring transformation he can do things that you can't do so we have to go god don't give up on marriage don't give up on god and as we take communion today, communion represents marriage as well, right? It's the word communion, right? And if you look into the Bible, many times Jesus referred to his, our relationship with God with, as a marriage covenant. It's like a covenant with God. It's not just a promise of you do this. It's not a contract. You do this, now do this. You do this, now do this. It's 100%. I'm all in. You all in, right? It's, 100, it's not 50-50. It's 100, 100. I'm all the way in. You're all the way in. And even if they give you zero, you're still 100. Right? And that's really hard to take in. But that's covenant, guys. When we give God nothing, He's still 100 at you. He still gives you His very best. He still gives us forgiveness. He still gives us His Son. And I pray in marriage, as we represent that, we give 100, 100, and we give 100 even when we get zero. Because at times, that's how... That's how life is sometimes. And you got to breathe it in. Drink it in, guys. Drink it in. But on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the cup. No, he took the bread. I always mess up here. And he broke it. And I always break it. And I, I, and I think in my mind's eye about the cross and how his body was truly broken. Because I don't, I may, I don't make it a fantasy. It really happened. And Jesus was beaten. It's, it's, it's there. It's historical. And I, I think about, I just break it up in my hands and I remember how broken he was. And he says, this is my body that was broken for you. He says, do this in remembrance of me. Let's take the bread together.
on that same night, he took the cup. He said, this is, of, this is my blood of the new covenant. And the new covenant, what it just means is that I, I got it. I did it all. I did it all. Now, it's only by grace. It's by my love. I'm, I'm taking on all your sin. Not by your works. Not because you can't earn it. It's the new covenant. It's the new way I'm doing things. And he says, every time you get together, man, take the cup and drink it in remembrance of me. Let's take the cup together. Heavenly Father, I just thank you, God, that as your body was broken and your blood was spilled out, Lord, it is grotesque, it is disgusting, it is, it is everything that we think it is, God. Everything that we think it is. And that was done for us on the cross because the, the wages of sin is death. It's punishment, God. But the gift of God is eternal life. I pray, Lord God, thank you for what you have done, that we can live in the fullness of Christ, in the fullness of God, because of your work on the cross. I pray that we take a grab, we grab that and we hold on to it with all our mind. We don't let go. That everything starts and ends with Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, thank you for being here. Get into, sign up for groups, for growth track, for marriage conference, for women's ministry. Invest in your marriage, invest in your soul. God bless you guys.